last time on Dice Funk. Nifix, you're the conduit of challenge. What greater challenge could there be than uniting all the world? All we need to do is strike a fatal blow to the Yggdrasil. I'll kill your man, and you can live in fear for the rest of your life. Oh and that's God. all the payment I require once our contract is fulfilled. And should you fail to fulfill our contract, well, you already know the consequences for that. But you could find people who are lost, right? There's a bunch of slot out there I was wondering if you could help me find. So if you try to get the Gallarhorn and lose, you have to join the Believers. But if you get the Gallarhorn, you win, and then I'll tell my dad to help you eat, eat the tree up real big. You can blow the horn and all the Nidhogs in the, all the world will come and they'll help you. Yeah, but he told Callie that he could come back. Yeah. And so he's gotta at least come back. And then we're already at the lair. I mean. Exactly, and it'll go on from there. I, Blake's not ready to leave yet. Matilda accepts the head and lays out basically her plan. Make Nifix the conduit of pride, mm. which was the sin the Metatron ascribed to you in the first arc. Yeah. And also, if you look at Nifix's history... To decide to go, here is my vision for how I'm going to remodel the existence like it's Play-Doh. Only we know the truth of the situation. As far as everyone else is concerned, you will defeat the real Lady of Pain and become master of Sigil, and everyone will bow to your authority. Do this, and you shall have everything you've ever wanted. No. So last we left this adventure, uh, King was presented with a possible plan to get everything he ever wanted, including stopping the war, securing political power to achieve his own ambitions, and getting revenge on the person who killed him. Uh, and his response was, no thank you, none for me. Mm -hmm. We don't want any. No solicitors. So I think the place we need to start is King explaining himself, although not uh, in that room. I think we fast forward a little bit uh, to a place where he can speak freely, which maybe back at home. I have Lloyd here and I have I have Lime lined up in case we want to get her on on camera because it's been a while since we've seen her. Yeah, sure. All right, I'm gonna bust out the I'm gonna bust out the lime icon. It makes us all feel better. <laughs> I forgot which one I had. It's not one of the nice fan arts. It's the really creepy one from uh, in pre-production when she was gonna be a shapeshifter. Why wouldn't you put lime cat? That's a baby. That's a lime. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> you do love that little gremlin baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because it's you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I looked as a baby. That's how uh, you look. <laughs> Your blue skin's cleared up a bit, though. All right, so I think uh, Lloyd says to you, Oh, King, have you completely gone off your nut? <laughs> nut. No, I still have them. Well, that's good.
Why do you ask? Did you think they went somewhere? King, can you walk me through your thought process? I think you've probably fucked the dog on this one. So... What part? Um, all of it. What? Why did you tell Camilla you weren't going to do her very good plan that gets you everything? Well, I mean, because it really doesn't when you think about it. Oh, I love to think about it. Please. <laughs> Please allow me to think about it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've just kind of been thinking a lot about how I'm kind of tired of always just Killing people for somebody else. So what are you going to do, King? What happens now? Well, I think I have to find my family. Well, uh, here's Lime. <laughs> he just picks up Lime, and here's me. Uh, I think the polar bear you adopted is playing with the hippopotamus out in the yard. Is that That's everybody. Yep. Hi, sweetie. Actually, there's probably more. There's a whole bunch of other Babel spawn things that are out there, and they don't really know what's going on ever since they separated from the... What do you call it when everybody thinks the same thing? Hive mind. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't a hive mind. It was one person split into a bunch of people. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like I'm split in halves, but it's really it's a completely different concept. Oh, well, I guess it still doesn't change that they're out there, and... I could help them, and I don't have to kill all of my friends to do it, or be told to kill a bunch of people by somebody else. No kill. Kill bad. <laughs> bad daddy. Damn. Yeah, that's why we're not going to do that. Can I have a sword? <laughs> <laughs> no kill. I told you, once you get older... <laughs> You have to master the nunchucks first. If, if there was a single character this season I would trust to have a sword, it would be Lime, because I feel like Lime is the moral <laughs> core of this season. <laughs> Think of all the fun drinks with Lime Wedges. Uh-huh. I'm the master of the chucks. And she hits Lloyd in the shin with the nunchucks. <laughs> Get chucked, Lloyd. Nice going. You really know how to swing him. <laughs> So Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd says. So to be clear, your your plan is to walk away from the war, walk away from the person who literally killed you, and to go on an adventure to find the pieces of the frog you killed. Yeah, but I feel like you're intentionally putting it the worst way possible. I like to think of it as I don't want to kill my friends, and I don't care about who killed me, and I want to find my family. Yeah, I mean, anything can sound stupid if you phrase it in a certain way. Like, oh, I just want to get really strong so uh, I can be a god and be very handsome and cool. No, actually, it still sounded good when I said it. I heard myself say it. It sounded cool, man. Well, why don't you do the deal with Camilla, then? Uh, maybe I will. Well, I think you should. But I still want you to go on that date. <laughs> Did you just lose your voice laughing? I did I did a squeak maneuver. <laughs> Why didn't she name the cat who is the conduit of perplexion, Mr. Mistopheles? I didn't name Lloyd or give him his conduit. That's 100% raw USDA Chris. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
You know I would have named him Mr. Mistopheles in an instant. Austin really loves Mr. Mistopheles. You can't, you can't retroactively jump on the cat's bandwagon. We didn't know it would be the legend it was at the time. We actually both liked it when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, same. Not the whole thing of Cats, specifically just Mr. Mistopheles. It's literally the only thing I remember about my mother was that she used to listen to that song a lot. Oh. That's like the one good memory I have of a schizophrenic person. So oh. it's all not right. Like a- You're, I, I'm, I'm not going to shit all over Cats now. <laughs> the rest of it, I don't give a shit about. Okay, I don't but care Macavity about. Macavity slaps, and Macavity will always. You don't slap. care that Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat because he will do what he do do. I don't know. And there's no doing anything about it. Also, Lloyd was a reference to another famous cat. Uh, Lloyd's like, listen, King. No matter how harebrained your schemes are. You're my jellical choice. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do what with Jello? Nothing. Uh, I, I support you 100%. You, you absolutely ridiculous man. Um, get out there and find your frog, I guess. I'll, I'll handle the believers stuff. And I support you too, Lloyd. Anything you need, you let me know. Because that's what brothers are for. And Lloyd and uh, King's gonna get up and give Lloyd a gigantic hug. Uh, Lloyd hugs you back, and I think uh, Lime goes to get in on that, and she says, "That's what brothers are for. I'm a brother too." <laughs> and she gets in on the hug. Uh, sure, family is family. Chris, I think you've expressed interest in having King have a sword again. Are you? Do you think maybe Lloyd could give you back your cherub sword? Yeah. I mean, he's the one who's doing the more dangerous stuff, so he should have the better weapon. And I was also specifically thinking that the the cherub sword is on fire, right? And when there's this big family hug, um, it's like the fiery sword is a little too close to lime, and she's like, get out of here, sword, and she gives it a little smack, and the fire turns green. Huh. King's gonna touch the flaming sword. It's it's mildly acidic. She has enhanced it. It is now Lime's Flaming Great Sword, plus three. Wow, my daughter's the best. <laughs> she upgrades my equipment. <laughs> Honey, punch daddy's armor. <laughs> okay, the end of the scene is just King trying to get Lime to punch different equipment to see if they can give it Lime flavor. <laughs> um, But yeah, so get, Lloyd will take the... Uh, the fly swatter spear and King can get his great sword back. I think he's more comfortable with that kind of weapon. Yeah. Can I go can I go away now? Can I mute myself for 30 minutes? And just play uh uh Magic Arena or something? Sure, bud. <laughs> Alright. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time don't make characters you don't want to hang out with the other player characters if you want to be involved, mister. Hey! They had their opportunities. Did <laughs> <laughs> we? Alright. Um next up. Oh man, where do we even go? I think I want to go to Nifix. Me? Yeah, Nifix. Um, Matilda has gotten you an office on the f- the pride floor, which is the first floor, not counting the ground floor, which is the trading floor. Um, so what does your office look like in Purgatory? We've seen two. We've seen Cato's office, which is like a long beach on, on the Ashtal Sea. And we've seen Matilda's, which is like a cramped... A room with a bunch of monitors so she can monitor all the markets. What what does Nifix's office look like? I think as we established previously, it's you know that room full of monitors? 
What if there were even more monitors somehow? <laughs> the wall is monitors! The wall is monitors, they're all curved monitors, so the wall's actually like all bumpy and there's more screen real estate for the same size of room. There's VR goggles everywhere, there's holograms, it's screens within screens within screens. Oh gosh, so screens on the floor, screens on the ceiling? Oh yeah, no, screens screens everywhere you can conceive of there being screens. 360 screens. I can conceive of some screens in some real fucked up places. Don't you test me. <laughs> Trust me, there's a screen there. Hot. <laughs> Why are we like this? Why is the show this? So, yeah, I, I, I think that, like, you know, that there is the predictable gaming stuff on a lot of the monitors, but I think at least a couple of those monitors are dedicated to some news channels, because I think Nifix is just wanting to be aware of what's going on right now. Because obviously everything's everything's brewing. I think Matilda, who is headless right now, uh, says to you, and this is through like a psychic communication she does when she's not wearing a head, she says, I considered several different approaches for how to educate you about soul trading. After a little research, I determined that the best course of action was a video game. It's called Adam Online. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah, of course. I've heard of all video games, but, like, also, <laughs> just in case I hadn't heard about this one hypothetically, what, 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 what? It's an online game. It's about, I guess, spaceships trading materials, and it simulates a real economy. Oh, oh, ad oh Adam Online. Oh, you just yeah. got Okay, I thought maybe you just didn't think it was funny. I didn't realize you didn't get no, it. I, I, I got it and didn't think it was funny. I, I, I took a second to realize what was happening. I didn't get it. It's, it's a joke about Eve Online. I figured that, I just didn't know that was a real thing. I was like, oh, yeah. is it Eve? As soon as you said spaceships, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a video game that's actually used to study economics in our world, because yeah. it has a real economy. It, 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 yeah, the economy in that game is a weirdly fascinating thing I will never understand. <laughs> I do like to read about it, though. Oh, yeah, I will read about it. I, I will just never comprehend it. Nifix, do you want to roll to comprehend it? <laughs> uh, what do I have to roll to comprehend it? I think intelligence. I say nervously. Uh, 17. Uh, add your proficiency bonus, because it's a video game and you're proficient with games. Okay, that's 21. That'll do. Yeah. Okay, so Nifix has never gotten into Adam Online because it seems way too complicated and intimidating. When you try it out, you're like, oh, they've actually done a lot of work to the interface. And yeah. there's some really good online tutorials. Plus, having, like, 400 screens in your room means that you can just, like, separate all the UI elements out and it's actually a lot less cluttered than it would normally be. I've never met someone who actually plays EVE Online. I wonder if I'm making them mad. <laughs> I, I, I've known people who've played it pretty religiously. I, I've, I've seen enough to watch people who know what they're doing play it. <laughs> Uh, so Nifix, you you get a pretty good handle on it, and it, I mean, you you're you're not a dumb person, but it's it helps to get some some experience with markets and understand the way like short selling works. I mean, basically, Matilda's plan is uh, the Big Short. I was gonna say the plot of the Big Short, but it really happened, so it's just like the plot of real life, I guess. <laughs> um, where you see a collapse coming, and you bet against the the market going continuing the way it is because yeah. no one else sees it coming which is and an, obviously a, here we're inside a trading because we 
we know that the the that it's coming because we're going to cause it. Exactly. Yeah, the people in the Big Short didn't cause the collapse. They just saw the other no. people being negligent. But yeah, this is basically a supercharged version of that. Um, and Matilda like watches you play, and she is very impressed. She like puts a hand on your shoulder, and she says, "I never doubted you." I mean. Strip away all the spaceships and the stock market stuff, and this is basically like I've 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 played sports management simulators <laughs> where it's just spreadsheet management. Like it's not it's not that different. Matilda says, "I guess I'll be sending up your uh, first appointment." Okay, I will probably know what to do. I have faith in you. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, she has like a spicy demeanor here where she's being coy about it. It's Yeah, that's, she's clearly hinting at something that, that Nifitz is going to see and go, oh, okay, that's what you're on about. Yeah, so Matilda leaves, leaves you to it in your office, and after a, a short uh, time alone with your games and your screens, um, there's a knock at the door. Hello? Is it shaving a haircut? Oh my god, Lauren! <laughs> no, it's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep shaving a haircut, blocking you, because it means so much to you. I'm relentless. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, it's that guy. Beep boop. It is me. Yeah, that 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 person I initially suspected might be my killer at one point. It's got too much chin. <laughs> uh, S- Simon the Secundus enters your office. Uh, he is a tall robot man, very tubular body, long spindly arms. Um, in addition to thinking he was the one that killed you, he's also the one that led you to your actual killer and the one Matilda has tasked you with killing so that he doesn't expose her secret. Yeah, I mean, saw that one coming. He's, uh, he is a bit of a, he is a loose end. Hello, Nifix. How are you? Uh, hi. Yeah. I'm alright. New office. Lots of screens. It's alright. You are changing careers? I've been reassessing what I want to do on my own terms a bit more. What about the man with a thousand faces? I've ensured that they're not going to be a problem for me. How is that? I, I, My investigation is proceeding well, but you appear to have beaten me to the end yeah yeah i i did i'm i'm curious how how i'll I'll fill you in in a second but how how far did you have you gotten along the that whole path what you what you what you worked out i have determined that the man with a thousand faces is actually a network of people that is how they have gone unnoticed for so long there are no linking factors between the crimes because they are committed by different people. Yeah, you you worked out any any specific ones, or just generally that it's a network. I am following up on a lead in the mortuary. I believe there is some kind of organ harvesting involved. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that's it's not a bad lead. There, it's not a bad lead. Um. Well, you should ask how he found out, or how he came to the conclusion of the mortuary and the organ harvesting, because if there's another weak link in the chain, yeah. that'll lead you to that. Yeah, good. Well, I, I was thinking, do I, do I ask, or 
I have potentially another way of getting that information, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep asking for the second. So um, yeah, how how do you how do you how do you find that link to the to the morgue? I was investigating the mysterious murder of a coroner who was decapitated in a park. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Not only is Matilda gonna get busted, you're gonna get busted if he yeah, gets any further. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um. Is Nifix technically Matilda's headhunter? <laughs> uh, I I think um, Nifix is going to say to Simon. So I'm I'm impressed. You've 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 made a lot of a lot of good connections. Um, if, if you want to just look at this screen over here, I, I I I think I can show you everything you need to see. And Nifix is going to sort of lead. Simon to sort of turn his back on her for a moment and use uh I don't want to I don't want to damage my my room full of screens but I feel like it's destructive wave. Yeah, I mean that's extremely destructive is that <laughs> we, yeah. we just, just put in here. Yeah, would disintegration do less damage to the to the nice new room? Well, yeah, because it's localized. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't want to do disintegration because I kind of want to leave part of him intact to do something. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, whoa! Hey, hey, I, hey, hey, hey! It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so my character does it on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I know. That's what's starting to get frightening. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking through my spells. Destructive Wave is going to be too damaging to my new office, and I don't know what other spells I have that can do enough damage to do a clean kill in one hit. On the other hand, you just get this office. They they pimp out your office. The company spends all of this money and resource on you, and then you blow it up immediately. That's what you call a power move. <laughs> You know what? Disintegration seems like it's it's gonna leave that head not being an option, so I'm gonna go with destructive wave. Twenty-one. Oh, I thought they were not very constitution. They're made out of metal. Oh. Uh no, and I'm sure they're gonna have to take some damage from the rain of glass shattering down above them, you know, from all the screens. Would there be like little electric Maybe some electric fires? I don't know how science works. First we're doing 5d6 thunder damage. Uh, so that's 16 halved is 8. 17 more damage, uh, but then that's halved, so what? That's 16 that total a? damage. 16 total damage. Very, very bad. Yeah, so Simon is blasted against the monitors, which start exploding. Um, this is the least stealthy assassination in the history of this building. Um, and Simon says... Nifix, why? Look. Uh, now, now, now that I'm getting an opportunity to, to, to tell him why I, uh, I don't yeah, need his head anyway. Yeah, now you get anyway. villain I was going to bring him back to tell him anyway, but... Uh, look. I'm sorry, but... I can't have you stopping what I'm going to do. And I... <laughs> You were on to me, I'm sorry. Conduit of gun! Oh shit! 28 and 24, both of that. those hit. Those are both gonna hit. I forgot about his gun! I should have disintegrated the fucker. 
Don't let anybody talk you out of your ideas, Laura. Yeah, well... I, I already did, and it's too late now. <laughs> Holy shit on fuck mountain. That's 42 damage. Nifix, you're gonna fucking die. Uh, I'm... I, I have health left. He turns, he makes finger guns with his long, spindly fingers, and he just fires point-blank twice into your chest with the jets of energy, like, just as if he pulled out a, a Colt revolver, and just, bam, bam, hits you twice. Uh, okay, time for disintegration. I thought you were cool. Damn. It tries to raise his finger guns up again. What do you do? You still have an action. Uh, yeah, disintegration. Alright, so that's a thing, a, de- a deck save, huh? Uh, that is a deck save, yeah. Uh, 11. That's not gonna do it. Uh, 78 damage. Oh my god. Yep, that's a- I was actually pretty close, <laughs> but with the other, with the destructive wave, yeah, that is enough. Uh, so, do, why don't you describe to me what happens? He draws down on you with his finger gun. Uh, Nifix, who had been hoping to- salvage at least some of this so that she could, you know, speak with dead, apologize for this, uh, bring bring the head. Just turns around with the oar, struts that guitar, and, and turns Simon to literal dust. Yep, so there's now dust. I was curious how you were going to clean this crime scene inside of a pretty public building, but just having him dust is solving that issue, huh? I I think this is the first kill that Nifix has had to do that has obviously not been, that she's not been able to really justify to herself, because, like, obviously previously we're looking at, like, okay, this is a person who decapitated you and did, you know, some messed up stuff there, or, you know, there's been certain degrees of this has to happen, it's, you know, not not an emotional distancing, I think Simon is the first. Oh, I, 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 I'm finally becoming that thing everyone wanted me to be. I'm going and doing a killing for work. Yay! I think Nifix just sits and looks at all the destruction around the office and is just reminded that killing people is really not what she's made for. She is not the kind of person who thinks things through enough to make the kill stealthy and efficient and over before the person can stop and make you feel bad about it. I I think she's just sat looking at all of these broken screens and this room full of dust and just being reminded that she's not good at the thing that she was supposed to be here to do. <laughs> I mean, it's a marked contrast from that conversation in the uh, the clinic, when Nifix is like, killing people's easy, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, is I, th- I, th- I think she didn't feel anything there because she had a justification and she felt morally in the right, and now she's here like, oh, oh, now I'm trying to do it deliberately and calculatedly and, you know, like all these other killers around me. She's just reminded at... at Again, how she's not good at anything these days. <laughs> yeah, I think the image of her collapsed in amongst the broken screens with two bullet holes in her chest. The blood's like soaking through your very cool hoodie. Uh, is pre- pretty, uh, pretty powerful. The sort of ending, the ending thought we'd have as the scene fades out is Nifix just 
thinking to herself about uh, that she's going to need to get a lot more serious about this and better at this if she's not going to get stopped at the first hurdle trying to do what she plans to do. Um, in a much chiller scene, what is Blake doing before Cordelia makes it extra? I, I probably just sweeping. Just sweeping up the lair, you know? I mean, that's an incredible cinema, cinematography right there where we go from the dust of Simon on <laughs> Nifix's floor mm-hmm. and then it's like a seamless cut to you sweeping up dust in the evil lair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hello! <laughs> Why are you moving all my dust? I had it dreams just the way I liked it. <laughs> oh, it, it, there's a lot of it. It just kept. Yeah. Just kept. I didn't realize it was a collection. It's, it's a dust castle. You never built a dust castle. I've never built Gosh, a dust castle. How boring your life is, huh? I have a present for you. It, you have a present. Oh, that's a very thoughtful. Thank you. Um. Okay, I turned the pimple guy, you know, that guy, the goat pimple guy. Sure, yeah, goat pimple guy. I turned his teeth, and you can choose how you want to use it, but they can either be earrings or cufflinks. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow! Oh, these are lovely. Yeah, no, I could use some cufflinks. Those are fantastic. Yeah, that's what the boring people like, right? Cufflinks? Right. No, you're 100% correct. uh, I've never understood. What is the point of cufflinks when you can just sew a button on? Yeah, but if you're wearing cufflinks, people know that you know how to use cufflinks and are therefore of of a higher social status. Okay, I believe you. No, these these are these are lovely. Thank you very much. I, it's not even my birthday. Uh, Austin suggested this is me, Lauren, talking now and giving Austin credit because I'm a nice person sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but he said it should be something to give you advantage on constitution checks. Because you're just a man. I said it should get rid of concentration checks because he always forgets to do them. So let's just get rid of them so Conrad isn't (laughs) making mistakes. There we go. read that wrong. The thing that Austin said. Cool. Wow. That's great. That's incredible, actually. Uh, actually, at that, there is a knock on the door. This time it is. Lauren, it's, it's what you've been waiting for. Two bits. Yeah, absolutely. I do the two bits back. Who is it? It's Calliope. Oh, it, it's a baby. Hello. Hello. I'm here for the secret surprise retirement party. Wait, what? What? Shh. It's a secret, Blake. <laughs> I don't know about it either. Yes, you do. You told me. I did? <laughs> did I really? Uh, yes, I really, literally did. I don't remember that. This show is like hurting brain damaged kittens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, a, we're terrible. <laughs> I had a rough day. All these kittens fell off the back life. of the truck. <laughs> oh my god, let me live. <laughs> oh yes, party. Um Surprise! I got you cufflinks. <laughs> That's the party. I mean, yeah, it was literally the retirement gift I suggested. Anyway, it's fine. Um, 
Um, so Blake doesn't have any friends except for Calliope. Um, <laughs> and me. Well, yeah, but the great thing about being an introvert is you manage to get one friend. You can then suck their friends into your orbit. It's true. Yeah. Right. So I actually have two more icons here, and I would like uh, Chris and Laura to have some non-depressing scenes having fun at a party. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. What now? So Cordelia has invited her girlfriend's, or I guess her girlfriend and her girlfriend's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like, we're fine, but we're not doing <laughs> Anastasia. We're just buddies. Lynette the Valravin and Anastasia the Valkyrie. Who calls dibs? I'll play Anastasia. Okay, that does match your jock energy, Chris. Hey, everybody, it's me, Anastasia. I hurt my throat <laughs> earlier. Do you guys have a TV? The game is on. Did you eat the hot manicotti again? <laughs> Fuck off. I might have. I also hurt my voice. You know, it happens. Do you have a television to turn the game on with? Oh, hello, Break. Happy birthday. <laughs> I just wanted to be known you can burn your esophagus on a hot manicotti because I've done it. Yeah, that was some lore and deep lore. <laughs> oh, you remember that, huh? No, actually, I don't. You just burn yourself. You you literally can't eat without making a mess or hurting yourself. <laughs> so true. <laughs> In my life, I've only ever had to fill out a workman's comp form once, or an incident report once, rather. And it was because I burned my thumb pulling a complete meal out of the microwave at work once. And I was like, oh, do we, I was like, do we have some burn cream? They're like, yeah, we do. But you have to fill out a form first to get it. So I had to get a whole piece Jesus of paper Christ. that was like, I burned my fingy pulling food out of microwave. Need burn cream, please. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> God, we live in a society. I'm just going to go to the kitchen and, and, and make some hors d'oeuvres because a lot of planning went into this and uh, this is... Uh... Yep, be right back. And Blake's going to go to the kitchen. Hand? Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to give me a hand, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. I assume that's also where the beer's kept too? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'll be I'll be front anything with alcohol really just to kill everything. I mean it's IPA. Is that oh, gonna be God. all right? That's so gross. Is is he always this pretentious? That's like the worst kind of beer. And I don't even like beer, but that's the worst kind. So Blake goes into the kitchen and opens up the fridge and it, it is an evil lair, right? Like Of course there's IPA in an evil lair. It, it's all IPA in the evil lair. <laughs> Everybody party is moving to kitchen. Let's go bother Blake. Wee! Ugh, quintuple hopped. I don't think they should even do that to beer, but whatever. Down the hatch she goes. What is even a hop? That says like a jump, which I can't do because I don't have legs. <laughs> Chris, this generation's greatest actor, also Chris, has five impressions that he can do. <laughs> None of them good. Fuck. I'm having a uh, good time. So Blake's starting to assemble, like, you know, cracker, you know, things on a plate and, like, just trying to have something that resembles food. Oh, is there anything with mice in it that would like some mice cream? 
<laughs> the ice cream is in the freezer. You know this. But I can't reach it, Blake. Well, you'll pass it to me. Yes, I'll pass you this ice cream. All right, all right. Lynette, I got the ice cream. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Who's who's controlling the music? The tunes are way too upbeat in here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I uh, I got some REM somewhere. Um, sure. Depeche Mode. I'm not gonna stand for this REM is boring shit. If you want to throw it down, <laughs> Conrad, like no, it's boring. People like REM. Wait, my dad likes REM. I also like R.E.M. I like some of their songs. I was saying Depeche Mode because I was trying to think of like emo gothy type things. I was trying to think of anything alternative that's still. <laughs> I mean, I love the shins, but I feel like yeah, you could. The Killers? <laughs> yeah, because they kind of just fell off, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, James Marsh is still doing great things with Danger Mouse, so. Yeah, Blake only likes the later Killers albums, though. <laughs> the ones that nobody knows. Is, is Blake a huge fan of early Imagine Dragons? He doesn't like when they sold out. Oh, I forgot they exist. <laughs> I mean, they, they probably have so much money. It's not like they're going to worry about what I think. But Imagine Dragons are the only relevant rock act of the last 15 years. They have like the top five most successful songs in rock How? in that period. Because they're the only ones that chart on the top 40. Oh, yeah. I was like, but... but Again, though, how? Because <laughs> boring, boring white people need music, too. Uh, it's true. Plot twist. Blake is the person in charge of the Hot 100. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps putting a magic crackers up there. Oh, my God. The Killers have five studio albums. Since when? I don't know. They had their last one in 2017. Huh. I mean, I don't know if anybody should like trust my taste because I think the most recent Arctic Monkeys album might be my favorite so far. The musical opinion equivalent of like Ed Gein. Okay, so, so did anybody <laughs> it? hold on. I'm not saying that it's objectively better. I'm just saying that I enjoy it more. Completely unacceptable. Give me the space piano. Hey, wait a minute, Blake. What are you doing? Uh, I'm put putting together a, a tray of snacks. This is your birthday party. We'll do it for you. <laughs> You're supposed to relax and enjoy the big. And she's going to look you in the eye for a moment. And she's going to say 43. <laughs> sure. 43. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm that's pretty impressive. I'm 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 quite impressed. Um yeah, uh, you know, I bet there's a game on or something. Go find the TV. No, 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 you're not going to distract me with football games. I have the scores on my watch. Now what we're going to do is make you food. So what do you have in this place so we can crabble together for some crap for you to shove down your pie hole? <laughs> I gave you control of Anastasia for one scene and you gave her an Apple Watch? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Austin, it could be an android. <laughs> okay, okay. She heard her voice. She's a very different character without her original voice. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, of of mice, uh, frozen mice, uh, thawed mice, live mice. Uh, also, it, shrimp cocktail. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's some shrimp cocktail. Oh, you're asking for the shrimp cocktail, aren't you? Oh, I do love the cocktail sauce. So, actually, I'll just take the sauce. I'll put it on my mice. 
All right, so yeah, there's some, there's some cocktail sauce in the fridge. Um, do you, do you have another one that hasn't been uh, have mice dipped into it? Oh my god, our groceries are just we have two of everything, and one has mice in it, and one doesn't. Like just like you know, behind the hand. Uh, how how have how have you been managing this and not losing your mind? Oh no, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. I just go and I close my door, and it's like. The whole world goes away. <laughs> and then I come in with my lockpicks, and then I come in anyway. That's, she does do that, but, you know, it's it's yeah. manageable. There's nothing yeah. on the walls. Lynette, did you see my new snake tree? <laughs> it was a cat tree, but I took the other thingies off, and now it's for snakes. It was a big cat. I was going to ask what a snake tree was. Yeah. It's the hottest thing. Everybody's going to want one. Everybody who is a tube. Callie, wouldn't you want your own tube tree? I have a tube tree. Well, and this one's just for, like, sitting on. Like, wrapping around. Just chill. It's like a hammock, but the opposite. But you can't eat it. Yeah, because if you ate it all, where would you hang out? Callie, just because you shouldn't eat it doesn't mean you can't eat it. Don't... Don't eat it. Roll to stop Callie from eating your cat tree. <laughs> no, my cat tree. I'm so proud of it too. Uh huh. Is that persuasion? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna roll a strength contest, but maybe it's probably better for you to do persuasion because I rolled a 19. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> She's strong. 14. No. Oh, my tree. Okay, I think she starts. She like takes a bite out of it before you can stop her. She has she has huge teeth. No. Okay, it looks kind of metal now. Hey, kid, you joined the the believers. Oh yeah, that's an interesting wrinkle here. Is that Anastasia's in the believers and Lynette's in the the Society of Sensation, which is aligned with the believers. So this is a very believers heavy party. Um, Calliope says, "I was thinking about it. Lancelot's kind of a drip." So I don't really like hanging out with the Aether that much. I like hanging out with Cordelia more. It feels like the other Aether I've met are like really chill and dumb. Uh, and then Lance Lip is just this tiny, tiny ball of rage. And also kind of a bitch, so. <laughs> is this just going to become five people shit talking? Or is it you one, didn't two, hear people? me say that word. Don't tell your father I've been teaching you slurs. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't spend 35 years getting to this point at this party. You know, the moment where I walk away and I'm not beholden to anybody ever again to, you know, work for some asshole, right? You know what I mean? Lancelot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hate him. Everybody, who else hates Lancelot? Oh, everyone hates him. Yeah, everybody hates him. It's it's very it's very frustrating because he looks and sounds so cute, and then the words that come out are enraging. Oh man! So the next scene's gonna immediately go to Lancelot, and it's so juicy. Oh. But I don't want to cut the party short. <laughs> oh no. I think it's. I think it's good. I think that's fun. I'm scared. He wants to kill me. So, King. Uh, yes. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> you wanted to find Babel, or what's left of Babel, 
And to that end, the last episode, you asked Lancelot to use his conduit of the lost to locate them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the way that works, just to recap, because this came up during the race, you said to Lancelot, like, hey, hey, can you use your conduit to find Babel? And Lancelot said, well, Babel's not lost. He just is out there in the world, which isn't the same thing as being lost. Uh, but then you killed Babel Prime, which meant all the individual Babels who were still alive out in the universe uh, were suddenly severed from the rest of their brain and they're all like individual brain cells. So they probably became pretty lost. Yeah. And they need to be found. Um, like the classic episode of lost titled dot, dot, dot and found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. So I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, you spend like, I don't know, a couple of days. This is like the vacation arcs coming to a close, but hanging out with Lyme and just taking care of your family situation and then you get, um, uh, I guess, a message or a mail from Lancelot telling, uh, giving you directions to meet him uh, at a portal because he has found what you were looking for. Okay. Uh, I want the message to come in via holographic singing telegram. <laughs> okay. Anybody want to volunteer to sing that message? Damn, some real role-playing cowardice this week. Let me tell you. <laughs> just so you abs- sing your ski. Uh, um, I think it's your turn to sing. Um, actually, I have sang a lot on this show, a lot more than you, sir. I did it a whole season. You do it. I am your singing telegram. Go see Lancelot. See, I did it for you, you cowards. Austin's the coward. Sorry, I had a snack cake in my mouth. Oh, that's a good justification. <laughs> I applaud that. I well, hold on, like... wait. Are you a PA boy, true and true? What kind of, what brand is that snack cake? Tasty cake. God damn right it is. <laughs> damn right it is. <laughs> There's like a tasty cake outlet here. <laughs> What's an outlet? Oh, man, you good? cherish that. You cherish it. Come to Tallahassee, we have a tasty cake outlet. No, 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 no. Thank you. There's a shelf life on these motherfuckers. I live by the source. No, I'm good. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, outlet. Hmm. That is a little suspect. Because the tasty cake does not hold up. <laughs> what was the other thing we got in a really stupid argument about earlier? Okay. Well, we were going to, we were supposed to sing this news to, to Chris. So you meet mm-hmm. Lancelot at a portal in Sigil, and he tells you that um, he has spent the last couple of days using his conduit to search the planes, and he has gotten a hit on the plane of Elysium. Cool. Where's that? That's the neutral good plane. Oh, so it should be, like, nice and easy to find them? Well, I don't know about that. It is a nice and easy place. In fact, if you stay there too long, you lose the desire... To leave. Huh. This is kind of like the opposite of Hades from last week. I mean, one's neutral evil, one's neutral good. So they mirror each other. Instead of losing the will to live, you lose the will to leave because it's so nice and good. So how do you stop that from happening? Do you have to hold your nose? Um, I think you just have to have a strong enough will to want to leave and maybe don't spend too much time if you can help it. Okay. Are you coming with me? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Thanks, Lancelot. No problem. Why is your sword green? Oh, Lime touched it and the fire exploded and it's green and strong now. Oh, that's nice. She sounds nice. My daughter's the best. She's great. 
She loves you. She asks about you all the time. Her big furry elephant friend. <laughs> Does she really? Yeah. They hung out at the barbecue. I know. I just I didn't know that was an important part of Lime's life. I guess she's a kid. She likes anything fluffy. <laughs> of course she would. She'd love an elephant that flies. Um, so you and uh, Lancelot head through this portal to Elysium. You immediately open into like a gorgeous pastoral scenery, rolling hills, fields of flowers that are just the right height. There's no bugs. You can hear like the gentle uh, songs of birds in the distance. The temperature is perfect. Not too hot, not too cold, not too humid. Um, there's basically nothing wrong with this plane except for the fact that it's so good you might lose your free will. <laughs> hmm. Seems like it's pretty okay here. Yeah, I love it. This is where gardenals are from. Is that what you are, a gardenal? No, I'm a holly fent. We're pretty close. We're both animal celestials. Oh, so do you ever come here to hang out? Um, not recently. And King is going to pull out, we haven't seen in a while, his big book of questions to ask flesh people. <laughs> oh, no. And he's going to say, what would a movie about your life be called? Mm, too small to fail. Really? Who would star you? Hmm. Christian Bale. Oh, I like him. He's good. He can undergo really... Drastic body changes like I can. Yeah, and sometimes when he gets really angry, he still doesn't break his American accent. <laughs> My accent's perfect. I like your accent a lot. Um, so Lancelot and King are going to search Elysium. Um, he tells you that he, he, his way his conduit works is that he can find like the general area where people are lost and the closer he gets, like the signal gets stronger. This is what happened in the first arc when you were all huddled in a cave hiding from angels and he found you. Um, so why don't we roll survival to search Elysium? I rolled a seven. Not good. Yeah. Lancelot says, Hmm, the signal is a little fuzzy. I don't. Maybe he's not feeling particularly lost today. Maybe he found like a, some nice, a nice grove to hang out, and he's just chilling. What if I lift you up higher? Would that boost the signal? I guess we can try. I'll lift the dance lot up real high. <laughs> uh, so that doesn't really help, but it's a it's a good image for walking around. You you see like a a stream that's just like crystal clear. There's like some fish in there, trees. Trees are good. Who loves trees? I like trees. Everyone. Everyone loves trees. King's gonna start beeping. Beeping? He's gonna go. Yeah, he's gonna go beep. 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 Is this like some kind of detection echolocation thing? Yeah. Once we get closer, it should go faster, right? Beep. I guess. King, why are you doing all of this? What do you mean? They're my family. Are they? I don't really know much about this Babel guy. I was in the race, but I didn't go after, go with you on the rest of that adventure, so it just seems kind of like you're hyper-fixating on a random criminal frog. I guess for some people, they have, like, family that's just the people they grew up with, and I guess that's kind of the way for me, too. But I didn't grow up with the actual people who were my family. 
I grew up with other people, so I sort of have a different view of what family can be. Do you think if you find the Babbles who are lost, that'll make up for killing the other Babble? No. But I gotta do everything I can to help the ones who are left. Otherwise, they'll be just like you said. They'll be lost. And then what? We'll try to help them out. Maybe if they need a place to stay, or they need someone to teach them things like how to cook, or how to fight, or... I'm sure there's other stuff I could teach. I know how to use a hammer. Are you trying to make up for all the people you've killed? No, I don't think so. It's just what comes kind of naturally to me. Because you've killed like hundreds of people, right? Like your whole life? Probably. I didn't really count. Was I supposed to? Maybe. I think some people would have if they thought those people were worth remembering. A lot of them I didn't really get time to know. I was just told to kill them immediately. I bet a lot of them had families too. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jean alone, right? She had thousands of maggots. Yeah... I didn't really want Jean to die like that. But, I mean, you still did it. Well, I was told I had to stop her or she'd cause a big problem and she'd take over the universe or something like that. It might not be obvious, Lancelot, but I'm not the smartest person. So a lot of the times, I kind of had to rely on what other people tell me is right. I understand that, but you do get... That you probably orphaned more people than you're ever going to be able to take in. Yeah, but I won't really know until I try, right? Like you tried not to kill Jean, and you tried not to kill Babel? Do you not like me? I think, like, uh, Lancelot flutters out of your hands into, like, a nearby flower bed and says, I'm just trying to figure out why you do the things you do, King. You keep saying the family is the most important, but you keep ruining families. I guess I never really thought I was. But what my gut's telling me is I need to find those babbles. Do you think they want to be found? Maybe. If they don't, then I won't bother them. But all I can do is rely on my instinct. I mean, the last thing they expressed to you was that they wanted to bring back Proteans, and you didn't respect that wish. King doesn't have an answer to that. And I mean, we live in a world with demons, like actual made out of chaotic evil demons who like skin people alive and create giant hell flame armies. And and you just couldn't stand by and let the chaotic snakes live. Yeah, but I think that it was supposed to be a lot bigger than that, wasn't it? I mean, how can you know? If you know you're not very smart, don't you? Sh- shouldn't you know not to make decisions like that? Maybe. I guess what I want to do is offer myself as support in case someone needs it. And I guess I want to stand by my family. What if your family hates you? That's okay. I'll still love them. 
Uh, King, uh, perception check? Uh, crit. Jesus Christ. Uh, you hear a muffled yelling from a distance, and because you crit, I'm going to say it sounds an awful lot like Lancelot with a gag in his mouth. Uh, I guess I'm going to head out in that direction. Mm-hmm. You charge ahead into the trees, and you find Lancelot uh, tied to a tree with magic rope, and you feel a sharp stab in your back. Uh-oh. Who's that good frog boy? Uh, King, you turn around, and you see the the source of your pain, which is a, a slod with purple coloration, mostly purples, black accents. It's kind of a... Um, a very vibrant skinned uh, slod. Um, and you see the blades on its arms are not like the, the Wolverine knuckle blades you've seen so far. This one, it goes down its forearm and then down past the elbow and juts out in a way that is adapted to like, say if you swing a sword at it, it can block with its forearm uh, and then like slide up your blade and cut you with its arm. Very handy. Uh, so you're going to take... Uh, you take nine damage from being stabbed in the back by this slod. But Austin, it's my birthday. Is it? I don't think no, it is. It's not. But you can't do that to me on my birthday. <laughs> I can't stab you in the back on your birthday? No. It's against the rules. Okay. Page 212. You said you'd do anything for your family, King. Yeah. Will, Will you die, die for me? me? I'm going to roll insight on this dude. 22. Uh, 22 is very good. Um, so once there was a slod named Babel, whose conduit split itself between the copies that were created when it was dismembered. Then Babel Prime was killed, and any of the any parts of him which weren't destroyed were essentially their own single brain celled organism which has developed in a totally new way uh this was Babel, but now it's its own person a person whose only thought since their becoming their own person has been hatred of king why do you want me to die you killed every piece of me you ripped my mind out I'm sorry about that. I'll try to understand you the same way you tried to save Babel. 27 and 14? Uh, 27 will hit. Uh, that's, a, that's only six damage as he slashes you. So what's your name? I think uh, the voice that uh, this slot is putting on to sound like Lancelot... Um, the implication, I don't even know if I should walk through this. I think it's pretty obvious, but Lancelot went looking for Babel to help King, stumbled upon Babel and was captured and replaced. And this has been Babel the whole time. It makes um, sense. It's like, whew, Lancelot's really mean to me today. Yeah. <laughs> He's really coming at me. <laughs> like, I know usually he kind of has a bit of that, but to a certain extent, whew. Yeah. Um, the voice it was using as as Lancelot kind of like morphs into its own voice. And the slot says, I've been trying to find my own voice and identity since you, you know, lobotomized me uh, and killed uh, everyone. Um, so I haven't settled on one yet, but I was thinking, what commands a king? I don't know. 
a pope. Oh my god, I was gonna say pope! You can call me pope. And he stabs you again. 26 will hit. Nine damage. And this is, he has arm blades on both of his arms and he's just slashing King to ribbons. Uh, the chains around Lancelot seem to be magic in some way that he can't just bust out. It's nice to meet you, Pope. What's your favorite food? <laughs> oh, you think that we're going to connect now? Like you failed before and now you're going to make up for it. But you can't make up for it, King. If you spent every waking hour of every day for the rest of your life, you could never make up for all the people you've killed. The entire species you wiped out. Even if I can't, I'm still gonna try. So what's your favorite food? Oh boy. Alright. Nifix. Yeah? How are you doing? Uh, being better. After you eventually pull yourself back together, how does the next meeting with Matilda go? Are you mad at her for not warning you about sending Simon up to your room? I I don't think it's even that. I think I think Nifix knows that she probably should have expected it coming. I I think it's it's more a case of Nifix is trying to do everything possible to not have to acknowledge that she she got the job done, but she really fucking bumbled how she did it, and you know. She doesn't want to have to have the conversation, so I fucked up again. <laughs> Which is sort of her whole thing at the moment. So I fucked up again, the dice funk story. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I think Matilda takes you on a little journey through Purgatory, this this big building. Uh, you're still on the pride floor. Actually, I think she specifically is like waiting outside the door. That's like her style. She's like leaning up against the wall waiting for you to come out. Um, are you still like covered in glass shards and stuff, or did you change? I I think Nifix has changed, but she's deliberately opening the door like the smallest possible uh, fraction as to not not give a great view of what's gone on in there. Like I I, I don't think she even asks Matilda, like says to Matilda it needs repairing. I think she's just gonna leave it as it is. Yeah, I mean Nifix is a very talented magic user. I'm sure she could figure out how to do mending someday. Probably, but it's not top of her priority list right now. Uh, so, Nifix, you sheepishly exit your office, and Matilda's out there leaning up against the wall. I was, like, she doesn't have a head, so she can't be smoking, but it's that vibe of, like, her being very cool and waiting for you. And she says, no more loose ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's assume that no one follows up on this and then we're good. Let's hope it's that easy. Well, there are no cameras in Purgatory, so this is an ideal place to get rid of somebody. I thought it was clever myself. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't have thought of it. Follow me. I have something I want to show you. Uh, Nifix follows. Uh, she leads you uh, like through the hallways of this floor and past some places you're not supposed to go. There's like some signs up. Probably it's like no entry. Uh, I was gonna say employees only, but actually probably not even employees are allowed through here. Yeah. Um. And Matilda says, as you know, Purgatory used to be its own plane. After the gods died, it no longer served its original purpose of 
judging souls and it was retired from that purpose and it went through some downsizing to its current use as a trading hub but uh the old rooms are still here okay i'm i'm not sure i'm getting what you what what you get in that so when a soul died it went to purgatory to be judged by the various death gods the raven queen anubis Chernabog, and so forth. But it wasn't always easy to pick out where they belonged. If someone was lawful good, sure, they'd go to heaven. If someone was chaotic evil, throw them in the abyss. But a lot of people were on the line, or they had flaws, but maybe not serious enough to condemn them or reward them. And that's where the terraces came into their full use. Okay. So for each floor... There was a terrace where a person who was suffering from a particular sin would try to work through it, to be absolved of it, or to to put it behind them. And if they could, then they would obviously go to the upper planes and the branches of the tree. But if they couldn't overcome their sin, well, straight down. Okay, okay, so a sort of... Second chance, work through your stuff. Space. Essentially. Yeah. So these terraces were once, of course, on the outside of the plane. That's what a terrace is. It's a flat place on the outside of a a structure. But with the non-Euclidean geometry we're working with here, where people's personal offices have entire beaches inside of them, um, you understand that the terraces have been folded into and sealed off from the rest of the building. What what does this have to do with me? Well, Nifix, to reach your full potential, both in your grand plan and throughout the rest of your life, we're going to need for you to confront your greatest sin and turn it into your greatest strength. I'm guessing from where my office is and things that have been said to me before i'm guessing this is this is the pride room yeah yes the pride terrace yeah where in your if you were being judged you would have to confront your hubris but where you now will attempt to hone it to a blade's sharpness i think given that nifix has just had to sneak out of a room where she's not been very proud of her performance at all i think She's definitely very drawn to the idea of harnessing that back and being better at what she's doing, but also feeling proud of herself again, because she's not been feeling that recently. Matilda takes you deeper into the pride floor of Purgatory, into uh, a dark hallway where there is, um, you start, you, you see actually a bunch of statues uh, to different figures who exemplify pride and she stops in front of one of them and gestures to it as if to draw attention to it and she says do you know the story of arachne no no i don't she reminds me a lot of you she was the world's most talented weaver her skills embarrassed the gods in fact she challenged one of the gods of her pantheon to a weaving contest and you know what happened 
What happened? She won. She was faster. She was better in every way. How do you think the gods took that? I'm guessing not well. No, not well at all. She was beaten and transformed into a spider for her arrogance. Yeah, that that sounds like gods. That sounds like you, someone so talented <laughs> that nobody else appreciates it and in fact gets mad at you for having talents beyond them. It's been a little while since I felt that way, but yeah, I, I, I get you. The thing was, she was right. She, there weren't empty boasts. She said she had the skills, and she did, and she was punished for it. That's, that's the pride we wanna, we wanna bring out of you. Now I can't follow you onto the terrace. It's, it's not for me. I've, I've gone through my journey already on the envy floor. So, this is where I'm going to leave you. But, uh, I will be rooting for you out here. I I don't think Nifix says a word. I think she just heads right in. Uh, I think it's a very cool exit you're trying to do, and the door's locked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, just make a cool, silent exit. And it's like, oh, damn it, not as cool as you thought. Yeah. But yeah, the door's locked, but it's a simple lock. Uh, seeing that the door is locked, Nifix is going to attempt to use heat metal and just melt the lock through. Yep, that's the classic Nifix move. Just melt the door handle off and walk in. That that actually yeah. is very cool. <laughs> um, and you find yourself in a terrace, which is uh, paradoxically, uh, despite being inside of a building, uh, looking out on a vista. Uh, but it is a cold, dead void as this plane it's not a plane anymore has been flipped almost inside out okay and is it clear where nifix should be heading in here there's only one direction yeah up yeah okay uh up up nifix starts to head yeah so if you were going to go through all seven terraces to be completely cleansed of your sin you would literally be going from hell climbing the terrace up to heaven which is how purgatory is structured okay it's it's you can almost think of it as a spiral staircase in between them. Although, Planescape has a separate sp- spiral staircase, the infinite staircase, which has replaced it because yeah, you know. D and D. But so Nifix, you start walking and you find yourself feeling unusually heavy. I mean, you're a small little gnome, but I need you to roll uh, a strength saving throw for me. Uh, twelve. It's above average, so your your steps are feeling heavier and heavier, and you're finding it harder to walk, and you're finding yourself short of breath. Um, and it also feels like something's pushing down on you. Uh, so you're you're not you aren't stopped dead because you rolled above ten, but you aren't making great progress. Um, do you have any? What do you do? I think Nifix is going to use polymorph and try and transform into a giant ape, something that is bigger, stronger. Hopefully going to feel less weighed down in an attempt to move faster up the staircase. Yeah, uh, advantage on a uh, strength check, I guess using ape, sh- ape strength, which I don't have in front of me. Uh, plus six on strength for a giant ape. Oh, he big. Uh, 17. Yep, so that's better than 15, which is uh, back to normal progress. So Nifik turns into a giant ape and starts uh, 
charging up the terrace. Uh, you start passing other statues in the style of the ones that were in the hallway outside. Um, and they each have like placards identifying who they are. And you don't recognize many of them. Uh, but one that definitely catches your eye is Lucifer. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's a recognizable face. Mm-hmm. So someone else who didn't like the way the world worked and decided to do something about it. Uh-huh. Just, a th- I don't know, Nifix, any thoughts about that particular statue? Uh, n- that's not, not necessarily comfortable company to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nifix, you start hearing voices. First, uh, too low and distant to make out, but then louder and louder. And you're finally able to make out one of them. And it, the voice says, What was wrong with Bytopia? Does Nifix recognize this voice? No. It it was just dull, devoid of challenge, devoid of anything difficult. I made it just for you. Without struggle, there's nothing to make the good seem good. Like, what is good if it's not contrasted against something uh this voice keeps getting like clearer and louder the more it says and there's something like coalescing in front of you an, a gnomish figure um and the, the voice and the figure say but i i was trying to help i thought you'd want that people prayed to me they asked for an easier life for abundance and recreation i know it's what many want but it's not what I want. It was boring. It was dull. It was... It was good. And the figure fully coalesces, and you see now it is Garl Glittergold, mm-hmm. the god of gnomes, and the creator, the creator of the entire race. Yep. <laughs> I made you in my image. Your image was boring it was day in day out nothing changing smiles and uh, there was just no texture to anything and so this conversation is like happening in your head it's like a basically you know the willy wonka uh boat ride yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what the terrace is now it's all these lights and the the void closing in on you and the sound of Garl Glittergold who's now just in front of you blocking your progress and you're trapped in like an eight body and he's just saying you don't appreciate my gifts I you're ungrateful I don't appreciate that I had no choice but to be in the world you destined me for most gods made their people to suffer The orc god made them to be an army. Other good gods created compliant slaves. I gave you life and love and laughter. You gave me those things with nothing to contrast them. You gave me a world that was stagnant, that never changed, where nothing ever needed working for. A world that was... where nothing ever happened. But it was good. Isn't that enough? 
and the the fully solidified Garl Glitter Gold now reaches out and puts a hand on your ape face, and you instantly change back and crumble to the ground. And this the heavy pressure that was keeping you from walking for is now holding you to the floor as if gravity's been turned up like five times and you're being made to kneel before him by the pressure. Uh, Nifix looks up to him and says, for all of the misery I've gone through since I left, at least now I can choose. I can look back on that world and wish I was there because I have something to contrast it with because I've had to go through other things. I... When I was destined to be there and to to exist because that's what I was supposed to be, I had no... I had no context. You robbed me of the context I would need to appreciate what you'd made. And what context will you be making? The context where people can choose. The gnomes already chose. They chose to worship me. And now you will do the same. And Garl Glitter Gold steps on your neck. Um... Can I attempt to... Do my bloodbending? You can try. I will try. Uh, what is, what is my role for this again? Actually, it's me. Ah, it's so, you. I suspect I'm not going to be able to win this, but I've got to try. Yeah, the question is, does this have the stats of a god, or the stats of you being forced to face your own pride in the shape of a god? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 11, that ain't gonna do it. Um, that ain't gonna do it. So, I mean, if this was really Garo Glittergold, he would just snap oh. his fingers and you would be dust, just like Simon. Oh yeah, god, god no, yeah. But this terrace is made is is a psychological test. Um and normally if you were trying to cleanse your soul of your pride to go to heaven, you would grovel and you would beg for forgiveness and you would find humility, which is the virtue that defeats pride. But Nifix, you don't find humility here, do you? No, I find pride. <laughs> so paint me a picture of what you do to Garl Glittergold, god of gnomes. Um I think flavor-wise, the way I want this to work is using just the control of the, the, the water on both sides, we're going to go from Nifix kneeling to Glitter Gold, and it's slowly going to reverse. One's going to get up as the other goes down. Oh my god, so you're going to make him kneel to you, and then you're going to step gonna, on him? I'm going to make him kneel to me, and I'm going to step over and past him. All right, Nifix, you climb the Terrace of Pride, and you reach... There is a, there's like a ramp here where you can continue going to the next floor, but one assumes you don't want to face your envy. Uh, so, so what happens at the, at the top of this section, then? Uh, there's a door leading out, which someone would enter if they were trying to start at envy. Uh, Nifix is going to attempt to lead through this door. Yeah, it's locked, but from this side... Uh, heat metal again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nifix Master of Doors. Yeah, melt the melt these doors. Uh, Matilda's waiting for you on the other side, posted up against the wall, looking very cool. So is that is 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 that it? How do you feel? I feel like I'm taking things into my own hands. You know, the first head I ever took 
before I really, really started doing my research. Uh, it was the conduit of potential. I thought it would unlock my potential. I was still young and hungry back then. It turns out, no, it was for unlocking other people's potential. He was a coach or something. Maybe uh, you could use it. She roots around in her purse and pulls out the head of a tiefling. Yeah. Uh, so a tiefling is a, a person with infernal heritage, the kind of the opposite of the Asimar, which people have angelic her- heritage like Lyme. Um, and it's like a purple skinned horned humanoid. And she puts this head on, clicks it into place, and she just uh, holds out a hand and she says, let's see what potential the conduit of pride has unlocked. Nifix follows. So. Cordelia and Blake, uh, at the end of the retirement party, um, Anastasia asked Cordelia if she was interested in doing a job for the Believers. Okay, do I get money? (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it for money. Can I have a little money as a treat? Actually, it might be better than money. The reward might be even better than money. What's the reward? What is it? Tell me. I have to know. You can't surprise me. I have to know. So we cut from that to Cordelia, Blake, uh, Anastasia, and Camilla walking through the streets of Sigil. And Camilla's telling Blake and Cordelia, So I ran this by your friend King, and he didn't go for it. Yes, he's not. I don't know if we're friends. Uh, colleagues, maybe? It's a good to be a, a, a work acquaintance. Yeah, work acquaintance. I think Blake is my only real friend. That's not the girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, who even knows what Anastasia is anymore? Her voice has changed entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a sandwich in the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're here too, Chris. Um... <laughs> So Camilla gives you the same speech she gave King. We know the Lady of King. We know the Lady of King. Fuck me. I'm just in hell. We know the Lady of Pain is fake. Is this episode going to be called the Lady of King? (laughs) We know the Lady of King. I just did it again. (laughs) We broke it. We finally did it. You really did. We know the Lady of Pain is fake. If we kill the imposter in public. We can claim the mantle of the Masters of Sigil. We can win this war, and whoever actually takes the lady down will become a legend. I mean, I could appoint you my successor in the Believers, and I can step down, if that's what you really want. Uh, I don't need that much power, but I do enjoy to kill, and honestly, it's pretty ballsy for someone to be out there pretending to be the, just in case, woman of heart. It's also pretty ballsy to be the person who kills the Lady of Pain, though. I don't mind that. I mean, you're basically inviting everybody at Sigil to come take a whack at you. Camilla! Yes. He said things. What do you think about those? I don't like what he said. If people believe that you defeated the real Lady of Pain, I think... Their fear will keep them in line. The fear of the lady is what has kept war from breaking out for centuries. It's very powerful. People didn't feel compelled to take the lady on. I don't see why they'd be compelled to take you on. 
I mean, uh, Blake, I don't, I don't know about you, but my calendar is pretty clear. Uh, while Kato's out of office. You've done a lot for me. I, I absolutely, I'm here for, if you want to do this, if you want to, if you want to kill the Lady of Pain, I'm behind you 100%, but probably like way behind you and not known to anyone to have been involved. Well, that's why we're a perfect team, because he's mundanity, and then you can help me plan in the shadows. As, yep, that sounds great. Yeah. Camilla says, hmm, that is going to conflict with my plan, because the best way to draw out this woman of hurt would be to make a large public spectacle that she can't ignore. Oh, no, we can make a large public spectacle. Are you kidding? If there's one thing we know how to do, it's a large public spectacle. He just doesn't want to be in it. Yeah, this is kind of exactly... I mean, I gave it to King because he had the in-story excuse for wanting to do this, but it really does fit your MO better because what you're going to do is go into public and just be completely unignorable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Camilla says, what's the one thing we know the Lady of Pain has to respond to. People talking about her? I mean, she doesn't love that, but that's not the thing. There's a famous story about the Lady of Pain doing some very decisive action. Remind me. Maybe I forget. The God of Portals tried to open a portal into Sigil. And in response, the Lady of Pain killed him and all of his followers at the speed of thought, instantly on every plane in existence. Oh, so the answer is portals. <laughs> the answer is always portals. Exactly. I am the conduit of divinity. I represent the closest thing to godhood. If I open a portal in the busiest town square in Sigil... You can open portals? It's I'm the conduit of divinity. I have quite a, a bag of tricks, yeah. Oh, well, that must be nice. It's very nice. Thank you for asking. I didn't ask, but okay. You said that must be nice. There was an implied question. No, no, it was not. It was a statement. I mean, we're not wrong. She's not wrong. It, it is nice. Yeah. She's not wrong. No, yeah. Okay, anyway, spectacle. I do love the idea of, like, yeah, let's kill the person who's like has the whole city terrified of them, and Cordelia is like, you're going to try to correct my fucking grammar in front of my friends? <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so basically Camilla goes to the what the equivalent of like Times Square in the sigil. What is what is the equivalent of Times Square? Is the equivalent the clock cube? So Camilla goes to the center of this the busiest place in Sigil and pulls out her black sword and begins channeling her divinity into it. And you know, Anastasia's there too, if you guys want to get rowdy, but Camilla said what you're here for is to draw the most attention possible so everyone sees this happen. And then when the, the woman of Hurt shows up, beat her ass. Uh, I want to die Gigantamax. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Damn, that is going to get some attention. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so roll performance with uh, advantage. <laughs> advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Crit! I crit! I crit! Oh, I crit! Fuck. 25! I crit! Alright, so Camilla uh, finishes 
uh, imbuing her sword with divinity and then rams it into the air. It's a kind of subtle knife maneuver mm-hmm. for my Philip Pullman friends out there. Uh-huh. Anybody? Uh-huh. Yeah. York Bernison! Okay. And she just begins dragging it down, cutting reality itself like it was tissue paper. And on the other side, there is just a shrieking, howling wind because she has opened a portal to Pandemonium, a plane we talked about before, which is a chaotic evil plane, which is just nothing but tunnels full of shrieking wind. It's, I mean, we've talked about some hostile places like Hades and the Abyss, but Pandemonium might be the worst. Like nothing can live there without going insane because it's nothing but deafening wind forever. It's also a great way to get some attention in addition to Cordelia, who suddenly becomes 30 feet tall. Uh, and what else? You crit, so tell me what you, whatever you do works. Give me the best spectacle you can. See, I was just thinking about, like, smooshing buildings and stuff. Maybe picking up some, like, cars and throwing them with my tail or something. Some small vehicles. So you're thinking full-on kaiju. Oh, yeah. I mean... Roar! I am monster. Roar! That's that's she can't ignore that. Yeah. So if you want to just smash some buildings and start throwing stuff around, um, Camilla is like a little um, what's the word? Like taken aback by that. She's like, I just wanted you to get some attention. I didn't know you were gonna do property damage. Okay, Yikes! But only property damage to like businesses, mm-hmm. like WalMarts and such. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm only fucking up the monsters. Yeah, there's a fail-safe uh, office. Oh, like a- yeah. No, I hit that one like five times. I'm like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Blake, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, sh- shit. She's kind of got this under control, doesn't she? Yeah. she. I mean, she. For as far as roles go, she does. I was just curious if you had any stank you wanted to put on it. Well, I was thinking about like making a major illusion to, to fight Cordelia in the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you going full Mysterio? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might as well at this point, right? So Blake makes Gamera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's friend of children. Yeah, yeah. This little, little turtle guy hops up, <laughs> starts fighting with Cordelia. Okay, so suddenly there's two giants fighting in the town square. Only one of them's doing. Um, Property, property. <laughs> property damage, but there's still also a shrieking, howling portal, and people begin to come out and see this. Um, amongst the crowd, you see uh, Barry, the Barriar. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember Barry. Yeah, who's kind of, he's not the official leader of the Doom Guard, but he is the only one you're familiar with in the leadership, so he kind of represents them. And you also see Abraham. Ooh, big boy. I don't want them here. Leave. You you wanted attention and you got it. Not theirs. Um and both and both of them come with troops. The Abraham with Athar troops and Barry with Doomguard troops. Um and they start shouting and bearing weapons at each other and de- demanding to know what's going on. Nothing. I'm big snake, you know, just Rawr, sometimes you just get the urge to become giant and create chaos. Blake's just uh, moving into the alley where you can just sort of watch this in case there's a big fight, but he's keeping a nice peeled for any appearances of any sort of ladies of, you know, discomfort or some such. 
So Abraham is wearing his cestus, the bladed gauntlet, and it's like pulsing with power. You see Barry pulls out. He has like a magic bow and arrow, which also has some kind of magic effect on it. Arrows made of like darkness are beginning to be knocked and people in both crowds are shouting. Camilla raises her sword. It's like a three-way battle between the three sides. And then suddenly screaming as something comes down from the sky. Well, if you're going to kill her, there she is. For you to draw I'm a shapeshifter Have no face to show Please don't take off my mask My January 2020 executive producers for Dice Funk. Let's just get in there. Let's just get messy in this new year. What's- Joseph Tombrello! <laughs> it can't get any worse. So, Extellaris. Jade, slit the sheet, the sheet. Fuck. Jade, oh, she- slit the sheet, the sheet she slid upon the slitted sheet. She's. Jade, why, are you- why would you hurt us? What have we done to you? I did pretty good the second time. Mm hmm. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, conduit of evolution. Eve Elysian. John Madera, conduit of caramel lattes. Rob Dakin. Ah! Oh, I see. No, it's, fucking, it's the always sunny. You fucking idiot! I didn't read ahead. I'm trying. I don't want to spoil myself. It's ah, fighter of Rob Nightkin. Ah. ah! Okay. Paul Mullen. Allison the Purple. Emily, conduit of a Dynamax Yamper. Imagine this little butt heart. It's so big. <laughs> Christman getting <laughs> wasted on his own blood wine. It's it's not. Go. A, uh, ah! <laughs> 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 Maybe save that one for Easter. Hoshirakuru <laughs> fighting the New Year's new me for dominance. That's one way to establish it. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. Doctor Goatman. Festive Jamie is probably stressing over gifts as you speak. No gifts in this year. 2020, no gifts. That's Fuck the... off, Francois V. <laughs> he John Master. Hell yeah, he Cloaca. Oh boy. Oh, okay. you get the next one. Get the next one. No, I, why couldn't I have had hell yeah, he Cloaca? <laughs> Hold up. My dildo just fall out. Fall out. Fell out. Where is it? Okay. Found it. Still good. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe I'll edit this out. But my my first joke that popped in my head was that is that a quote from one of the things you sell online? It's really not, but check out my content. Mm-hmm. Nephis Decidia, a lonely gay sheep. Random conduit of would you like a hug? Sternod. Vinny conduit of New Year old dicks. <laughs> no, in the New Year it's only new dicks. Old dicks. Z two three six one nine. Kevin Dobbins. A gambling pig is turning 35. God save my hammy <laughs> knees. Damn, that's a big mood. Uh, Anthony, patron of Dora. Oh, God, I'm going to be 30 this year. It just hit me, like, pretty hard. Really? 
Already? It's 2020. I always forget how much older than me you are. It's like a year and a half. Not enough. <laughs> Anthony, patron of Dora. Did you do that one already? I, I did, you bedroom. fuck. Morgan Rapp, Haley Anderson, Pinko Sock. Jesus. Philip Busman. <laughs> Sheaf, talking shit on a tubular floating crane. <laughs> Tis I, Zedster. 2020, year of the, parentheses, art, parentheses, out of parentheses, rat, and then back in parentheses, girl. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure if that's how they wanted you to read it, but yes, Year of the Rat and Rat Girl. Reese from season four, mm. 69, Spoopy 420, Sean by Lauren's Ludes. Yes. A montage of Gothamific staring out into the rain. Mm-hmm. If this was a visual medium, that would we just have a whole episode of just that. Yeah. A non-horny gift for Austin. And a very horny one for the goblin. <laughs> a werewolf with a Chinese New Year in his hand. Triple <laughs> A Isaac, conduit of Linux, mascot Tux the Penguin. Are so you a first, fan of Tux the Penguin? I am. I've never really used Linux, but I do enjoy penguins, and I also enjoy the strate- strategy of putting three A's in front of your name so you go to the top of the section. Also, Tux the Penguin. I don't know if this is what you meant, Isaac, but Tux is a penguin from Animal Crossing, and he's a f- big fan of himself. He's also the mascot of Linux, as the name implies. Oh. Aaron Norgard. I guess that makes sense, huh? Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock. Did you forget how to read because you were so excited about the voice? Yeah. Aftershock, future chapter head of the Satanic Temple in Nebraska. Agent Hedgepiggle. <laughs> Aggressively weeping and eating ramen. Is that you? Yeah. AJ Conduit of Hmm North. <laughs> Aki Savalainen. Alex Oprah. Andrew Andrew Birmingham. 2020, already a bad year for us speaking the English language. (laughs) Andrew Feggy, conduit of eyeballs in the fruitcake itself. Nobody would know. They'd be like, this is that weird candied fruit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnivolt, New Year, same plans for Planetary Spider Conquest. They do work harder than us. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah, spiders are out there hustling. Archduke Archibald, the huggable of cactus. Ariadne, resolving vengeance on Theseus 2020. All right, Greek mythology, deep cut. We like we like it here, Ariadne. <laughs> Arjan Deconic. Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Hell yeah. Austin Korgski, conduit of best boy itself. Austin, New Year, hmm. more Skeksis voice. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Becky. See, this is embarrassing because I talked to Becky. I don't know if it's Toothill or Toothill still. <laughs> I'm assuming she's British because all Lauren's fr- Laura's friends are. So just maybe roll it together in an accent. Property of Janiac. <laughs> no, you have to try. I, no. They need the content. You do it. You make the accent, bitch. <laughs> Becky to ill property of Janiac. <laughs> BJ, conduit of miniature giant spaced hamsters. Why do I keep yelling? I don't know. B Ray Echo. Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny slimy nips. I think this is the first time you've got that one, because I'm always thinking about my nips every time we do this. <laughs> Big challenges. Big time Getty Lee, member of Big Time Rush. Blackstone Morgan. Hey, I know him. He's a good friend of mine. He's only a lit. And then it cuts off, but they're trying to pretend like they're our friend, which is fraud. 
Blue. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know all my friends. That's true. Blue six. Bonus. Or is it bones? <laughs> I thought time. maybe we were going to get away with it once. Nope. Brady, conduit of spooky, scary skeletons. Bross, oh my lord. <laughs> Take that. Brossolalia catalalia? No, hold on. I bet that's actually words, but I just, can't. Just keep going. It's fine. Cute lady, Christmas, Christmas candy, conduit of orchids. Is Christmas candy a specific, like candy canes? I don't know. Okay. Reese's peanut butter trees. Bro Jimbo! Damn, that's a good name. Bro Jimbo. Bro Jimbo. Callum, hey, thanks for your excellent work. Turner. Cameron Abbott. Candice, listen to Dice Funk Starling. Caradwin, conduit of crushing on Austin in a respectful, non-horny way. The best gift you can give. Charlie Chalkley, charitably chomped a chunky cheese of Chinese you chocolate. You said cheese instead of chunk. Chunk. Were there, was there no cheese in this entire thing? Did I hallucinate the word cheese? Yes, you really did. What the fuck? Chunky che- chunk of Chinese chocolate. Chloe the dog finds bone pile on her walk. Christmas. Dog Christmas. Chris, conduit of bad decisions walling. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Cotton King. No, wait. Nope. That sounds like a villain in a thing. Mm-hmm. Colton King. Cat- conduit of cat beef. <laughs> Cordelia is a snake on a plane. Oh, my God. Cordelia is a dude. Have we not made snake on a plane? It's the whole nope, season. No, but we're going to do it now. We're stealing it. Coram has heard the phrase Barbie hive mind and cannot unhear it. <laughs> Counterfeit. <laughs> Q- <laughs> Cucumber. Dandy snuff. Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary consonants. Daria, go freaking right. Dawning Frost. Deathworm Jim, rolling two crits for the new year. Decibel. Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. DM Tau. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Don Johnston. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Doro. Dr. Isix. Dragon Nexus. Dylan and Rylan are dialing and Rylan the dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning also dishes. <laughs> Dylan, conduit of goblin pants. <laughs> oh no, Ebrand 2020. Maybe this decade I'll be happy. Hey, Ebrand. Maybe not. Right. You could <laughs> your problem. You read ahead. You shouldn't have read ahead. You, you... I didn't read ahead. Einar J. Ecorn. Elder Dog. The reason I was giggling because that was a relatable name. By the way, Elderly Goose, kind of doing the best I can in 2020. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton, Horned Vampire Lady with Depression. Aline! Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Emma, happy holidays for me and Moose. Moose is a whole moose. I've decided nobody can stop me. And Diego Vandane. Erwin Lelagadek. Fair Majesty Empress Quinn offers fair warmest yuletide greetings. Filmquisition. Florian H. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. For a second, I misread this one. Furry scum infecting the credits <laughs> prison. I, Damn. You know what? That's on me. Scum is a perfectly innocent word, and it should not be uh, stigmatized. Scum is fine. <laughs> Gardener Minshew 2, Electric Boogaloo. Ginger beers. Grapefruit juice. Grape, no, that's another one. Graffiti, conduit of rhetorical solutions. GSV underscore lasting damage. Halju. Harley the Floral cat. Harry, Dice Funk, the best allies. Hey guys, it's Ashley. He's a good Brent, dogs. 
His dick smaller than my toes. I'd rather ride Squidward nose. I need to listen to that song. <laughs> Just <laughs> lowercase, not even capitalized. The name is Horny for Drama. <laughs> How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Ingmar Gremmen. Oh, shit. It's Janiac's birthday cash gratefully received for Lego and new whips. <laughs> I don't know why, but I didn't, it took me a second to realize there weren't Lego whips. That's nothing. Oh, God. There's no such thing as a That's Lego torture. whip. That's torture. It's your boy, H.P. Lovecraft, back with the fish people. JK. Jaden. James Neely. Jasper, New Year, Old Me. J. Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life. Jayish, Wizard, the Wizard of J. Jealous Goddess Cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Jess Fege, Conduit of Veggies. Do you think her name is Veggie? Like Veggies? And you fucked it up again. Using co- using context clues and a kind of uh, Return <laughs> to the Obra Dinn style investigation, I have determined that's probably Jess Veggie. Fuck. Jingle yams, jingle yams, jingle all the yams. <laughs> Joanna the Wrenchwitch. John Carey, not that one. John Potts. John Barnett, conduit of pillows. John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, vengeance paladin rebooted, avenger of Bigfoots. Wait, did you kill Bigfoot? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody else could have. It's not always my fault. It usually is. <laughs> Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. <laughs> Jesse, conduit of personal growth in 2020. I don't know what that voice is. <laughs> Caster UK. Kate, conduit of holiday-themed regret. Kiefer Lowe. Kelly wishes that she remembered to change her name in time for Dice F. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we Dice can't F. figure out what the F is supposed to be. I don't know what the be. rest of that was. Keller Automat. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Kentoroy. Killer Cotton Shiznu. <laughs> Can he shiz new huh shiz no i should shiz new i don't know man kaniku fan was accidentally horny this xmas sorry austin you know what? at least you're big enough to own up to it we can all improve and not be horny oh, in 2020 god kitty foe warm snoring burrito under your dresser just out of reach oh that's kind of cute it's just <laughs> carito prime eater <laughs> eater of bussy watch out austin <laughs> Why can't people just leave my bussy alone? <laughs> Christina, conduit of Nifix needing a hug itself. Where were you three arcs ago, Christina? <laughs> Criterion, <laughs> conduit of Smooth <laughs> Mario. I forgot about Smooth Mario. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lady Misfit, Dino Fact: Many dinosaurs were good parents and nest builders. That is I a, did learn that before. That's, that's a fun Dino Fact. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Laura, wait. What the fuck? Larry, <laughs> Larry Yelling Man. Lars, oh, mm, Lars <laughs> O'Nerth. Lauren's mom's duck conduit of Austin's dirty mind. I don't. Oh, I, I did say furry scum in my. Yeah, you know what? In, in hindsight, you got me in this one. Lauren Cates eats Holly Coker Zog. Holly Finn and Eric Coker in a Bozog. <laughs> Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther, the conduit of a button quail and a pear tree. MacLode, conduit of perpetual haunt. Mm. MacLode, we just talked about this. Manticore Deathlord. <laughs> You're really trying to stand up for all the horny people out there, huh? The Cult of Gorfinex. Master Zemnohort. I'm not even that horny, but you're so rude. <laughs> Matheo Zanake? I tried. Math Tiger says there's a 43.47% chance that Moose is a human. I think Math Tiger is Moose now. 
Oh, fuck. The conspiracy deepens. Matt Matt Collier! Oh, God. Matt Lackett is enjoying some sleep and games. Self-care is hard. But not as hard as the other people in these credits. They're so <laughs> turgid. Matthew, listen to Dice Funk and Nearest Gum Schultz. I just don't get enough chances to use the word turgid, honestly. Stop it. Maximum side <laughs> boob X. Two turtle doves and a side boob and a parachute tree. Is that five? In a parachute? Ten? Pear tree. What's X? In Roman numerals, I don't remember. It's it's just they had two different things they wanted to put in there, and they combined them. Whatever. Mashed <laughs> <laughs> screaming internally. Melbent. Marrowstone, conqueror of mountains, harbinger of glory, forerunner. You were using the Cordelia voice. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm a grown-up. Merry flowers! Merry Christmas to Paco, the coolest shark in Denmark. Aw. Michael Hall! Midlife stasis, conduit of inevitability. Mike draws you in a checkered gingham dress and army boots. Thank you. Miko from Finland. Miles, conduit of passing from credits into a one-shot as an- One-shot. One-shot as an ocelot. (laughs) Modified Matthew. I just got an idea for a one-shot set in one shop. Hold on. Shut up. Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, I'm on that wild shit today. <laughs> Mr. Willie Phoenix, Steven, Lesbian, Seagull, Pooh Bear, Shaker. Do I get that every time? I've gotten it a couple times. Namita Aneskin's Conduit of Error. Nathaniel Holman. New Man Jack. New Year, New Michael Minkler. New Year, New Titties for my dog. <laughs> new Year, New Dice Goblin. <laughs> Hold on, we're just going to skip over that? What is that? <laughs> we don't need to address it. Okay. New Year, same otter. Nicholas Dominic. The otters are perfect. They don't need to change. Nick. Yeah. Nick Thetford, conduit of face sitting. Oh, my. Nick. we, No one's listening to me. Everyone's coming after my bussy. There's no way to contain the horniness. Nick Thetford, conduit of face. Wait. Nicole, Nicole Woodruff. Woodruff. <laughs> Come on. Nipple rats belly dancing to the milkshake song. That one's on us. We did come up with nipple rats. I can't blame this person. Mm. Not so transient needs a new profile name, passerby. Not a doctor, Stuart Gray. Pae Robsherg. Pangolin. Patrick Babcock. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic, ruinousfortune.com. Do it. Pocket Sundial. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Preston <laughs> Bowers. Do it. Brett Hellcup. <laughs> do it. Puck, conduit of trying so hard that you ruin it. But festive. Do it. Parapsychotic got plump chunk. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's we probably already old, but I love doing it. I love yes, doing it. Yes, read that one. <laughs> Quantum Materia Materiarch Marmot. It's not, I mean, I bet it means something in French, but it's just. Quantum Materia Materiarch Marmota Monaxi Marmota Monax Materium Pos. Ooh, look at me. I know how to speak words in languages. Rain falls me. Oh, that's a good cut. Rain falls mainly on the plain. Zookas. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. Okay. Razumi Azura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of not achieving my New Year's resolution. How it's up in two days. Was it not to jack it and you jacked it? <laughs> Robert Tuthill. <laughs> S. Kearney. Goblin of the Year 2019. Damn, that was a fierce competition, too, so congratulations. Salad Child. Sean Lyons-Burke, Conduit of New Year, New Credits Name. Simmons, Card... Simmons, Conduit of Harder Slatty. Sergeant Rattlebones, Another Year of Skeleton (laughs) Warfare. Will it ever end? Shane Sedgwick. (laughs) Shane Ware, Conduit of Hedonistic Pansexual Polyamorous Switches. Simon Lee, conduit of of Jonathan Off-Road Rules, Lovely Chungus. 
We need to leave Jonathan off world rules alone. The man suffers so much. Sin milk, Tom. Cinnamon, conduit of good vibes. Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Something, something, username. Damn, really knocked it out of the park this year. <laughs> Sovereign, conduit of making up for bad dads. Spaghetto cut out caffeine and can now feel tired again. Good luck, Spaghetto. It's tough out there. Spinel did nothing wrong. Mm, I don't know. Spore Man Zero! Steven, L- Steven Lund votes for fedora-clad Ver... I don't know what that word is. Verun? BB... Oh, big, that's a big bad evil. BBE on Dice Funk next season. Did I you don't just know what- roll the R on that? Which one? Verun? Verun! I don't know. I bet Do it's you a- know what you're doing? What? <laughs> I know, I'm just ripping you. <laughs> I'm killing you right now with words. Everyone, be, 2020, be nice to Austin. Oh, well, Steven Martinez, protector of Austin's pussy. Get in here, Steven. <laughs> Don't get in there. How can you protect it? <laughs> Not in the pussy, in here, into the fight. <laughs> We're losing the plot. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Sydney Marzing. Tab at the spokes. Tales of Inquiry. Terraflops. Terezi Pyrope. Pyrope? Pyrope. Transing June Egbert. Thanks, Austin. Great show. Oh, I thought you were thanking me for, <laughs> for the pronunciation. <laughs> I was like, I know that's a homestuck thing, but I didn't. Okay. The murderous mongoose who's secretly standing behind you. The precursor. Toby Gleason Stack. Tom Bowers. Trees, they are us. Trevor S. the Goblin Teacher. Shyness. Universal Toby. Victoria Melito, conduit of quietness. William Vinky or Wilgen Vinky. Let me know later. Wise Guru, we will forget Vinky. Zephosaurus. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Do it. Hell yeah! Do Hell it. yeah! Under 30 minutes, we did it. It's a world Speed record. Speedrun! Speedrun! Yep. Uh, so remember, patreon.com slash Austin how you get on that list. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz is how you support her. Patreon. Weekly Manga Recap! Weekly Manga Recap is him and uh, him, you know him. Uh, patreon.com slash of horse <laughs> is Conrad. Lauren, Lauren, where are you? Lauren. Rargalicious. R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Just click the link. Austin will give it to you. Yeah, links are all in the description. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, rate, everything. And I still want to thank everybody for real, non-non a uh, non-bussy related uh thought <laughs> announcement a non-bussy related announcement i want to say a uh, big thanks to everybody who supported us in 2019 oh yes and we're happy to have he- you here for the new year um if you're if you follow the show you probably already know but people listening 15 years from now when we're an international smash sensation i had to go on twitter and beg for someone in my family not to die so that's a fun thing about doing this show and that sent me back like two months of patreon so it's been tough out there, and I just want to say... Help, help in Austin. I'm moving. Help a me. Mm-hmm. Laura's Laura. Help a Laura. Yeah, we all need it. But literally, if your name is on that list, you saved a human life. So you can feel yeah. pretty good about that. That's a literal thing that happened last You feed month. Austin lettuce. <laughs> and also, my lettuce budget is out of control. <laughs> You're an absolute lettuce addict, you madman. <laughs> Are we going to end on that? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Are you ready? <laughs>